Canada. Welcome to a very spooky Halloween. Welcome to a very spooky. It's like I don't understand what's happening right now. It may be six days after Halloween, (laughs) but I'm sorry. Don't you know it's Christmas season now? Halloween's done. No, not okay. (laughs) I don't agree with that statement at all. By the way, for our listeners, I'm just making a joke because I'm firmly disagree with the trans the the abrupt transition of Halloween the transition into fucking (laughs) Christmas season. Yeah. It's uh, disturbing, to say the least. It's like, as soon as Halloween ends, Christmas decorations just everywhere, and Christmas posts, and I'm like, can you please, can you please stop? It's not time yet. I'm it not happens done almost abruptly, and I'm not one of those people who likes Christmas music. Like, we have some friends who like it, and I honestly can't relate, and I actually hate them a little bit for it, because it doesn't make sense to me how you can listen to the same song over and over again. For every single year of your life, the only song that I yourself. can the only song that I can put up with for the Christmas season is "Baby It's Cold Outside," and only maybe like once, you know. All the rest can just go fuck themselves. Well, didn't you know that song is fucking canceled? <laughs> how dare you listen to it? Well, I don't give a fuck like, about um, sexual. I like <laughs> silver bells. Yeah, I like that. One. I don't know why that song makes me fucking lose my <laughs> shit. It's so funny. Like I like the very, the very sad one where it's like, "I'll be home oh, for oh, Christmas." Yeah. Um, but I, I, I like Christmas songs. Ones. Like, uh, to a certain degree, I can only listen to them with like my dad. And like because he's just jolly and it makes me happy. Like I'm not someone yeah, to be it's a like very specific context. Yes, yes. But you don't want to hear them in like a retail environment. No. Oh, that's the worst. That's, that's the, the worst when you work in like the service industry or retail and then the fucking playlist turns to the dark Christmas playlist like, and you're like, Oh no, not this You're like hungover and you wanna die and then that's you hear the jingle bell part of the Mariah Carey song. Yeah. Like the build up and you you're just, just feel, like oh, it's giving me shudders right now, just thinking of Speaking of it. shudders, how was everyone's Halloweens? I was um, with you, so yeah, guys, tell me about it. You know I how mine there. was. <laughs> well, I don't know how yours was from your perspective. I, I, I had I had a party and um, I dressed as Captain <laughs> Phil. I had a small social distancing party. <laughs> wink, wink. wink. Um, <laughs> and um, I, uh, I was Captain Phillips and Sean was uh, the pirate. A spicy and little tidbit about Sonia's costume. She was wearing golden pilot's wings. <laughs> as a part of her outfit and as soon as I got there I was like Sonia aren't those pilot's wings and she was like what I thought they were for sailors I thought it was a captain thing I don't know I mean it's it made sense it didn't not make sense I accepted Uh, it and Ainsley was Annie Oakley Ainsley always goes big with the Halloween costumes so I always enjoy seeing what she's gonna arrive as and she didn't disappoint she came with a old gun and was extremely bloody. Was and it loaded? <laughs> no. The gun was not loaded. It's like a really old pellet gun, and I didn't mm. put any pellets in it because I figured that would be I just love terrible. seeing you dance to contemporary music in your <laughs> costumes. Like, my favorite was when you dressed as that, like, dark nun or whatever. Bav- I know you it don't... was not the fucking nun. <laughs> it's She's going to say it's Morna from Willow. 
It's Bav yeah, Morda, so and everybody were, that predates the nun. I'm so, okay, Ainsley, but I'm sorry, you chose the wrong year to be the nun or whatever because the nun. I didn't. I didn't know the nun was coming out though. I had my costume planned literally from the year before. But listen to me. Do you know how funny it is to be listening to the Black Eyed Peas? Let's get retarded. Yeah, and Ainsley's in her full nun costume dancing. Not like I have a, I have a, I have a sequence of like ten videos of Ainsley dancing in her nun costume. <laughs> yeah it's good it's good shit we should post some of them um yeah, and then sure. jenna how was your because you were yeah, alone your you were you were doing little... the responsible thing yeah well i guess i was in niagara on the lake very beautiful um <laughs> very pretty big that's not big the part trees. that we wanted to hear big about trees, big leaves. <laughs> like, um tell us about the spooks god damn it uh honestly well we were supposedly staying in want. a haunted bed and breakfast however i did not hear um her name was lady sophia you're supposed to hear her crying um over her loss to lover that's um, cool sir isaac brock shit. so i didn't hear anything um ryan and oh, i did man. go to um clifton hill the next day in niagara and um we went to we like looked up on yelp what is the actually scariest haunted house and then we went and i was actually pretty scared Hmm? (laughs) nothing continue it was like it was it wasn't um a haunted house with like you know things popping out where it's like a plastic zombie or whatever even real people it was really like sensory so you're like Mm. in complete blackness and then you had to follow a red light and then it was like you could not see anything like ryan had his um hands on my shoulders and like you would just feel that the walls were getting narrower and narrower and then at one point i couldn't see another red light to follow and i realized we had to crawl in this space ew i do not like that yeah that that does sound really scary though i hate those jumping things and they have their little like minimum wage people dressed in like a ghost costume (laughs) like like, trying to grab you (laughs) and they're they're always like go this way like when you're lost i'm like please don't touch me you like 17 year old teenage boy (laughs) (laughs) you're doing great though keep up the good work man (laughs) all right should i should i do the send off (laughs) oh yeah i I forgot about that Okay. Well, as you guys have probably noticed, um, we are uh, one member short. Um, so <laughs> All right, listeners, we have some news to share with you today. Our dear comrade Brayden has chosen to step back from her dutiful position on the podcast to pursue other dreams, intergalactic dreams. She will be leaving for space this week aboard the Titanbalum 400 on a top secret mission. We will do our best to update you guys on how this mission is going, and I'm sure she'll check in every once in a while. But for now, Godspeed, Brayden. Godspeed. You can't see me, but I'm doing a fucking salute. Okay. A fucking salute. Yeah. Yeah, and that's about it. Uh, <laughs> Let's get into the double-double. <laughs> also, the last stand just in time for uh, Remembrance Day. Yeah, also no disrespect for <laughs> our fallen heroes. Oh, true. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. It's just so a good song. Double-double. Uh, Top trending tweets in Canada. Canada. Yes, oh. this week. Trending hashtags. I just realized I've been saying it wrong like the whole time. Trending hashtags. Yeah, it oh, is the I trending hash twi- twigs. twigs. Holy fuck! Okay, give us okay, a twig. Go on, Jenna. We're just fucking up. Mmm. 
coffee everyone's obviously been consumed with the u.s election so i don't really have like a variety so i just chose like a couple hashtags that have to do with the u.s election because yeah, there was literally nothing else trending just so i got hashtag stop the vote hashtag you're fired and hashtag <laughs> i have won pennsylvania <laughs> Oh my god, there's so I much mean, to unpack here. I don't even really want to get into it, to be honest. I don't like that you chose three. That's not, that's against the rules. <laughs> yeah, literally, right. it would have, it like, You're you chose right. three, too. Like, not even like, oh, I'm going to name five because there's so many. Like, literally <laughs> yeah. three. One you more just than the, the number two. that requi- is required. And also, you could have picked. <laughs> okay, you know what? <laughs> Guys, first of all, I'm not used to this role. Second of all, we're down a member. So I thought, why not just like, Add no, Jenna. <laughs> no. Wait, no, no, no. What are you, Donald Trump, taking matters into your own hands? Oh, That's not shit. Okay. Um, yeah, so it looks like Biden's probably going to win. I don't know. I don't understand yeah, the electoral college. But that's what people are saying. I was laughing pretty hard, actually, at the hashtag I have won Pennsylvania ones because, like, Trump basically came out and said, like, <laughs> I, we have claimed, like, for electoral vote purposes, like, the Commonwealth <laughs> yeah. of Pennsylvania and all these things. And then so people just started the hashtag, I have won Pennsylvania, but they would just take photos of, like, their animal or, like, uh, like yeah. one person was, like, posted a photo of a naked mole rat and they were like, I'm Jeff, I I'm a naked won. mole rat, and I have won Pennsylvania. <laughs> like, it just, like, snowballed. Yeah, essentially it's just it's pandemonium right now because the election is so close. It's truly a nail-biter and Trump is just off being like, I'm going to sue every state where I don't win the majority of electoral college votes and is just being a fucking Decent complete Decent fuck. impression, Ainsley. I've good. never heard you do oh. Trump before. Really? Good. I, yeah. I don't think I've been like actually said that much in a Trump impression before. <laughs> I'm glad yeah. it was good. So people are, and and this is the first time they've gotten this many mail-in ballots, obviously because of COVID. So that adds a huge, I don't know, question mark to the whole process. And it's taking a long time because they have to count all the votes. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, obviously and- Trump is suspicious of that because as the <laughs> president of United States and your family who mails in their ballots, obviously you would be suspicious of the postal service delivering those ballots because that's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, the hashtag stop the vote. There was like a lot of momentum for like Trump supporters to go out to these polling stations and protest and try to like stop the count, which didn't Mm. necessarily make sense. I don't know. The whole thing is just like. And also Trump tried to like sue Michigan or something for counting votes or some shit. And the judge was just like, no, no. what (laughs) yeah he's he's just kind of like throwing a tantrum right now i don't think any of it means anything i really um, hope that biden does win though because like who fucking knows you know he trump like also kind of already laid out the groundwork like this was like in his playbook that he told people he's like well you know like if anything happens because like you know the sleazy democrats are that's he does not say sleazy it's another thing that like whatever the sleazy democrats the crooked. yeah the crooked dems the not um, tremendous if, if they yeah. in all way like alter the like democratic process then like don't like i will be like suing so he already told them so they're already ready and like prepped with like thousands of lawyers per state yeah this is kind of uh yeah, and I mean we know was it, we won't really officially we won't really officially know who wins for a while anyway because the electoral college all doesn't cast their votes until December. Like obviously we generally know now, but since it's so close, like we we can't we can't be known and known for sure. An interesting thing is how many of the polls were way off again. 
-hmm. a lot of people are saying polls are clearly just basically useless because they did not accurately predict the outcome in a lot of states Mm -hmm. and also interesting that um his share trump's share of votes went up among every demographic basically except for white men Mm -hmm. so he actually gained a lot of ground among black people women um there's counties that are majority native american who skewed heavily trump a lot of latin americans so i don't know it's just an interest it's possible that an interesting shift is happening um but uh yeah remains to be seen like that um tweet i sent you guys when that person was like this is so personally devastating to me the black male vote for trump increased and like et cetera, et cetera. and then the one guy was like when you just can't accept that the uber driver who chauffeurs you around sees the world differently than you <laughs> yeah, yeah basically and and there's a lot of like how could it be this close and it's like if you win just fucking take the win good lord it's like there's always some fucking issue like we won but we should have won even more it's like well you sucked and you didn't have an alternative plan so just be happy that you did um i mean i guess we can't be sure that the 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 win is 100 percent but one of the funniest things i think is all of the big name celebrities saying oh if trump wins i'm gonna move out of the u.s and everyone's just kind of like what like what where <laughs> also trump has been in power for four years yeah, like what like are you talking now, about now is when i'm upset like what are you fucking yeah saying? like we've already been through the circus i saw quite a few kind of very dramatic posts about i'm gonna take this day off because it's very traumatizing you know like classes canceled to quote cope with the election mm-hmm. results and i'm like oh my god come on like how do you people function like do you know how many terrible things are happening in the world literally all the time yeah like but this is like you need a you need a day to like what like be sad that (laughs) half the country is like republican and half is democrat which it always has been like i just don't understand like obviously you can feel however you want to feel about outcomes but to be like this the process affects me like yeah Yeah. I, i went on instagram for five all but five minutes the other day and was just scrolling through and there were so many posts of just people being like hey if you're triggered by the u.s election all my u.s friends if you're triggered by this just please like message me like i'm here for you blah blah blah. it's like shut the fuck up you're triggered by an election the most basic component of democracy i don't get it I want to like message one of them and just see what they say. Like, I want to be like, hi, like, I'm so triggered. Like, I, I need someone to talk to. Like, what would they say? They'd probably be like, you're safe with me. They, Don't worry. Yeah, they'd probably send you like a set of those like uh, packaged, like really pretty looking uh, images with nice font, you know? Oh, yeah. Yes. Being like, like steps so, to yes. get over the election results. Number Take one. Take a shower. Eat Number a fruit. Number two. <laughs> Go shake your black neighbor's hand. Number three. <laughs> yeah. um, real quick, though, in terms of like the polls being like wildly in- inaccurate yet again, do you guys think um, it's in general just like a flawed system and that like it will never be accurate because like do you, people do you mean aren't... the polls being inaccurate? Just how the popular vote doesn't mean the presidency is that no what like you mean polls throughout like campaigns and stuff talking about the po- like what people are leaning toward like which candidate people are leaning toward in different states and they like um like some states were looking like according to the polls it was going to lean heavily joe biden and then it ended up being heavily in favor of trump Mm. so basically like the pre-polls or the exit polls were very wrong Mm -hmm. so do you think it's in general just kind of like a flawed system and that a lot of 
people just aren't going to be honest with who they're voting for? Or do you think it was like deep down an actual like push to kind of ward people off from even going out and voting for um, Trump possibly, you know, like if it's like, oh, it's the Democrats are in like such a huge lead, you know, maybe that would like foster the mentality of being like, well, what's the point of me voting? Or is that just completely out there? Like a sandwich of different fucking things at this point. It's not any one thing. And just like so many societal pressures, you can't be one way or another without being fucking torn down in the U.S. And then on top of that, the whole system in general, I find, is just not very fruitful. Like the whole electoral college thing and like the way everyone voted this time. And it all just doesn't make fucking sense to me. (laughs) Mm. It's probably harder than ever to get a hold of people. Mm -hmm. The methods they have for trying to get people who aren't going to answer the phones and stuff like that or who aren't in the right place at the right time aren't good enough. And maybe there is a lot of like social desirability bias happening where people don't want to say they're voting for Trump, uh, Mm -hmm. even if they plan to. So I don't know. I don't know how they're going to take that into account. There's something fishy going on. Yeah, I heard this guy <laughs> interviewing um, elite, like one of the main, I don't know, I don't even know his name, but he worked for a polling place. And the guy was like, a lot of people are just even asking, like, why do you guys even have jobs? <laughs> and the guy was like super defensive, being like, actually, we we do help a lot of the times, like gear people in the right direction. And you know. I mean, it's... Uh, a lot of experts are useless because things just change so quickly. It's like how few of them were able to predict the financial crisis, right? It's like, why yeah. are you all even here? <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> truly. But, um, truly. I don't know. Mm. Uh, um, American politics, okay. eh? Well, that's what's going on down south. Mm. What's going on up here? Oh, boy. All right. So, I guess we'll get into our stories now. So, for the first story takes place in maple ridge which sounds very fairy tale yeah it's not it's a crack den um and you did live there right i did <laughs> live in maple ridge in british columbia and this is where my story this week is blossoming from if you will so the story kind of came into the news because of a video that was spreading around online and it shows a community group which has popped up in maple ridge and they're called clean up maple ridge um they took it into their own hands to evict quote unquote um this woman from a house and this was recorded and put online on behalf of their group and cbc got a hold of it other things got a hold of it um but essentially the owner of the house um is this man and his stepdaughter and he invited this woman to stay in his house but he's been in a care home for the last couple of years and she's been squatting in it and she's a drug addict which is very clear um and allegedly she had a brothel in there a bunch of weirdos were staying coming and going all of this shit so the whole issue right now is that there's this quote-unquote vigilante group in Maple Ridge going around kind of evicting people from these sort of squatting houses and enforcing kind of their own laws and rules in this city where there is kind of that gap that exists from law enforcement because this woman was technically not a tenant because she was invited to stay there. She wasn't paying rent or utilities or anything. So the cops can't legally enforce her enforce an eviction upon her so it's just kind of this whole 
thing in the news right now where it's like, are these people vigilantes or are they just fed up with the lack of community care effort and funding from the government and law enforcement? So they're kind of filling in those gray areas by taking action into their own hands. So like, what do you guys... Were they around when you lived there? I, I've never heard of Ainsley them. was actually a part. Of the <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I started the group. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've never heard of them before, but they are getting a lot of attention because of this story. But they're not just like their their sole existence is not to just like evict people. That's not at all what they're what they do. Um, they're actually responsible for cleaning up maple ridge in general like they go around and clean up trash they clean up oh like literally yeah they literally do (laughs) and they like clean up parks from like syringes and garbage and shit and then they also patrol some of the more dangerous areas in maple ridge um and they kind of like monitor for like illegal activity or like drug use or anything and kind of like try to shoo that out of maple ridge so they're not just a picture because you said there was a crack den so there's a lot of uh drug use and like crime and stuff like that or um yeah there's a lot of crime there's literally signs up at every park saying don't go near human poo (laughs) seriously don't go near syringes some places would pop like every week a new place would pop up online and forums and facebook chats and facebook groups and stuff being like don't take your kids or your pets to this park it's full of fucking junkies there's syringes everywhere we're finding broken glass blah 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 so maple ridge quite literally was a fucking crack den and it was fucking terrible there were just drug addicts literally everywhere like there was no public safe place to go with kids or like anything like that because it literally is like syringes on park benches syringes on the fucking ground people shooting up right in front of you in the middle of the day it literally was like that was this like this particular instance with this like potentially brothel house um and this like like they evicted this woman and whatever and got her out how did the house like come on their radar was it like well known in the neighborhood did it was it word of mouth or like did he get permission from the old man who was in the care home like did he so she's been squatting there for a couple years now and the name on the deed isn't just the guy who owns the house it's his stepdaughter's name is on the deed as well and she's been kind of like monitoring the house but like she lives near there five minutes away and then everybody on the street has just been watching her uh, like the girl who lives there kind of come and go the group clean up maple ridge was contacted by this lady um who whose name is also on the deed of the house she called them because she had been for months and months trying to sort it out with like the tenancy board and the police and stuff but they're all all of their hands are tied because she's not technically a tenant she was a guest invited to stay in the home and it's like squatters rights and like blah 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 all that shit so they actually contacted the Clean Up Maple Ridge group and they came out and they have like a bunch of supporters and stuff and volunteers. So a bunch of people showed up. But at the same, like it sounds really cruel, like they're just going there and, and evicting her. But I actually watched the whole video from start to finish and it was like half an hour long and quite boring. But um, <laughs> um, like the woman 
whose uh whose house it actually is she bought a huge storage bin and was like i will store your shit for like three months six months a year however long it takes but i want you to go into treatment like i want you to get like care for your uh, obvious drug addiction and then um they called salvation army salvation army came and picked her up and put her in uh, like a shelter so there was kind of a little bit bit of that community outreach yeah. that you're seeing. so they're not just like going there and like beating the shit out of them being like yeah no they're not town. it seems no. like they are motivated by actually i don't know cleaning up <laughs> the place yeah i'm also curious about the whole like getting the any like homeless people to return to where they came from and like getting yeah. plane tickets and stuff like do they go up and they're like do a little like session with them being like hey so where are you from like how does that yeah, work i'm not and really understanding that part of it because the group did claim the guy who runs it claimed to a couple news outlets that um the group's responsible for like flying busing and personally driving like hundreds of, of these like drug addicts and people down on their luck or whatever in maple ridge back to the <laughs> to the places from whence they came but i'm like how <laughs> like i i don't really understand how that works and one of the women in Maple Ridge, when Maple Ridge used to have like a big tent city full of um, homeless people and drug addicts, um, one woman who volunteered there regularly um, kind of made a public statement about it being like, I want to see fucking names then. Like, what are you talking about? You can't just like show up somewhere, be like, get in my car and drive someone back to their hometown. Like, it doesn't really make sense. Yeah, it seems like um, it seems like not the best way of dealing with this problem, but maybe like you said it's it's filling a gap like what the mm -hmm. fuck is everyone doing when there's all this like drug addiction and crime happening and the cops can't do anything and it's like i don't blame people for kind of getting mm -hmm. fed up not saying necessarily that this is okay but i mean they could also be doing worse probably yeah they could be beating the shit out of them or even <laughs> killing them or something you know but I just I don't, don't understand where the governance is at. Like, I feel like that's the problem with some of the rhetoric around, like, defund the police and, like, we'll just, like, create more social programs um, mm -hmm. or we'll just be, like, super easy on people with issues, which, like, I get those arguments and agree with them, but you have to also... Uh, follow them through you can't just yeah, be like exactly. well I feel bad for you so you can just like leave your syringes all over the park like yeah no we need There's to a certain level where it's like it's overboard right and I mean living there I saw a lot of it like I've never seen anything even remotely comparable to that and I lived in Toronto like I lived in Vancouver like I've lived in some dicey places before and that is the worst I've ever seen and it was fuck like multiple times there would be just drugged up crazy people coming into my work like bumping into things like getting in your face talking a kid came into my work one time he just got stabbed and we were like giving him fucking first aid and shit like by stabbed by a fucking junkie like there are just it's just insane there and i do not understand like i guess the cops have their fucking hands full <laughs> already yeah, and just so. for the listeners maple ridge is like how like 40 minutes outside of vancouver yeah about half an hour away from yeah vancouver. so it's kind of it's like on the outskirts um and it's one city and it's just below like surrey which is also has the worst crime rate mm -hmm. um in all of bc and there's yeah there's like a lot of crime and drug use um mm -hmm. so it's like i don't know if these people have like if they kind of just end up getting skirted there from Vancouver too, like they, they, yeah, they're exactly. at, they're on East Hastings and then they end up leaving the city and they're just getting further and further pushed outside of the main 
Mm-hmm. And then they just kind of get forgotten in the yeah. neighborhoods. It, like this would never fly in like a wealthy neighborhood. Like, no, they're on the they, fringes of society. So they're just kind of like, oh, oh, well, just do your thing and we'll be all quote compassionate about it. But yeah. it doesn't seem like it's, I mean, I do think the like, community aspect of it is interesting like Mm -hmm. uh, again the problem with just kind of suggesting social programs it's like okay you have these institutions but how are people gonna get there and Mm -hmm. do people trust them and like are that 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 doesn't always necessarily fill fill the void although of course it's better than nothing Mm -hmm. i thought it was interesting that one of the main guys i don't know if he's like the leader or what um seep uh, and, and the rest of the, as C- they called them, Rigilantes, yeah. is a former addict. And yeah, so he yeah. was like, uh, he had like a substance abuse problem. And he said he was basically strong-armed into recovery by his uncle who slapped him across the face and made him chop <laughs> made him wood chop until he got wood, clean. Yeah. <laughs> and he, yeah, he, sure, he's quoted, um, bottom line is, I really wish that our government would act as the rock bottom these people need. Um, and I just th- I thought that was interesting that he does I don't know have the lived experience yeah. I guess at least and he's coming from it I don't know I think a lot of the times addicts can be the most tough on one another because it's like look I know it so you can't mm-hmm. you can't fucking bullshit me like you you don't get to kind of use this as an excuse you need to yeah and I did I in in the video too um, from the few people that were there uh, like doing this eviction or whatever I did see compassion from people mostly the women being like we're we all believe that you can get better blah 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 like we really want to help you but then at the same time there were a few dudes like one of the dudes that was filming and one of the dudes going into the house was just like running around looking for drug paraphernalia and then being like film this film this film this and then the one guy was being like yeah you're a fucking scum or not not i forget what he's no he said you're a parasite you're a parasite on this city or like something like that and i was like okay don't let your ego get in the way here like this group is supposed to be about helping these people yet you have these people running into her house and literally holding a camera four inches away from her face while she's crying and probably high and fucked up yeah being like you're scared. a parasite you're a fucking parasite like, who the fuck are you <laughs> yeah and they were just screaming that she was like she like you're abusing an elder this is elder abuse because she's like taking advantage of this like guy whose house it is and i'm like okay i don't know how this is really helping but so like on one hand like i understand like kind of where they're coming from like yeah they want to clean up this city which is it's bad it's really bad there but on the other hand you can only really do that with a certain level of compassion i get it's frustrating but you're not gonna get anywhere by just hurling insults in someone's face you know yeah well then that yeah that goes back to like what their intention really is i mean when i first saw this story i was like is this do they really have like the purest intentions or do Mm -hmm. they just want all these people that are seen as like degenerates gone Mm -hmm. but i mean i maybe it's i it's likely like a mixture of people like with really good intentions like the the main guy and then others who just kind of like join the bandwagon and have more like vindictive reasoning and it's all volunteers right it's not like these people have any certification or anything like that so obviously if something pops up on facebook it's like a group protecting our city you're gonna get those fucking like quote-unquote patriots who are like fuck this shit clean up our city you know there's always people who want to be vigilantes are always scary like yeah it's kind of like an excuse to get out your aggression but again it's just it's a vacuum when when the government's not fucking doing its job this is what happens 
situations like Mm -hmm. you can't just be like hey cops stand down don't do anything about this someone else will so get the right people in there doing the job Mm -hmm. and then we can we don't have to have fucking neighborhoods like (laughs) groups going into these houses and trying to take matters into their own hands yeah like crazy and i don't think that they're that they're really going to see any real change out there in the cities that are on the outskirts of vancouver until something happens in vancouver right like east hastings is a place that's known nationally and in some other countries even too. anyone who has been to bc is like holy fuck east hastings like it looks like a developing country it does it's like like, it looks like a third world yeah and like i'm not gonna believe that anything else is gonna be done in bc until i see something change on east hastings and unfortunately i don't think that's gonna happen anytime soon so maybe this is the answer is um is east hastings like a harm reduction zone i don't actually know anything about it i just remember when i came to visit you guys i saw it and i was like holy mama (laughs) like this is fucking canada yeah i know there are like a few um i think there's a few safe injection sites in like methadone but it's all just like it's really 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 dirt cheap housing and then just like that's where like the covenant houses and stuff all are and it's just like the whole entire drug scene of vancouver is there yeah there's like shelters food banks Mm -hmm. yeah low-income housing mainly but is it was that like strategic like to get everyone to get like the quote undesirables like just away from the city center and like into that area it kind of seems it kind of seems like it was but who really knows? It's not like anyone I, would readily admit that. So. <laughs> I remember reading about like the, history, the poor zone. <laughs> like the history of downtown Vancouver and when it started becoming like a major tourist city, um, Granville's like Granville's kinda like the equivalent of Young Street in Toronto, where it's like flashing lights and like big box stores kind of thing, um, and bars and stuff. But they like didn't want to have needles and um, prostitutes walking around because then that would deter tourism. So mm-hmm. then they started strategically yeah, putting these things like just a little out outside of downtown. But I mean, it's still downtown, but it's so interesting because it's beside um, Gastown, which is like beautiful really? cobblestone yeah. roads with like pretty looking like fucking lights. Edison street light <laughs> lamps yeah. like and then it's like a block away that's very interesting and I also like living there too I'm sure you've heard of Jenna before too but when the Olympics were in Vancouver um they actually it was reported that a bunch of homeless people and drug addicts and prostitutes and stuff um they were just given ferry tickets and told to literally get on the ferry and just go to Vancouver Island so that they were all out of the way of like the mass tourism that yeah. was going to be seen from the Olympics. So there's kind I of a sort of history. Oh, I wonder there. if um, the rate of homeless people and like drug use in Maple Ridge and Surrey also went up uh, before that. Yeah. Like That'd be interesting in preparation and then people just never made their way back to Vancouver. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah yeah so that's right. that well so don't don't be a vigilante don't take matters into your own hands but if you do be nice be about compassionate it. about it yeah. <laughs> yeah but you shouldn't have to i guess maybe we should be like writing to the <laughs> counselors or something fucking do your goddamn job so yeah. these freaks don't have to go in and call people parasites no, yeah, not acceptable. um no. back to u.s things sorry everyone tings. but there was an interesting article uh, a pastor, Pastor John Van Slotten in Calgary. It's a disgusting just being a pa- sounding name. 
Sorry. I didn't say it right. I'm sure I didn't. Um, <laughs> I was just being a pastor, my, minding his own business, wrote a little piece uh, in a local paper about the theology of wearing a mask. Because I guess he was trying to adapt the whole coronavirus situation uh, for his congregation and make it all Christian. Um, he was surprised that this angered many members of his congregation and that many of the members objected on the basis of being part of this QAnon group. <laughs> so what is QAnon? I, how did you guys heard much about QAnon? I cannot even stop hearing about QAnon. <laughs> it's, every, oh, really? it's everywhere. On I've every heard about it, but I actually didn't know what it was until I had to like look into it. Like Reading this article was the first time I'd actually engaged with it on any... Yeah, on I'm, I'm on Reddit and Imgur a lot, so it's always just like memes popping up about QAnon. So like a while ago, I was like, okay, I got to figure what, out what the fuck this is and kind of like took it upon myself. But I also keep seeing it in news stories too, just because it's all the all the rage right now. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's made its way to Canada, apparently. So it's a conspiracy theory started on 4chan by user Q, who claimed to have insider info on the Trump campaign, which happens all the time on mm -hmm. online message boards uh, about various campaigns. But... The theory is that Trump is battling a satanic child trafficking sex offending pedo ring, <laughs> which includes members of the, quote, deep state, which is like bure bureaucrats, um, like CIA, um, lots of prominent <laughs> Democrats and members of Hollywood. Um, and the Canadian twist on this is that Justin Trudeau is involved. He's one of the deep state elites, which that totally reminded me of that guy you dated, Ainsley, who said yes, Justin Trudeau, Trudeau was a pedophile. pedophile. I know. I literally I wrote it. that in my notes. Wait, so he's a QAnon then. I so bet he might be into QAnon right, right he's now. He's a QAnon guy. But I, oh I was going to say my, my biggest problem with this whole QAnon conspiracy theory about like Donald Trump battling wait. this thing. It's like, are you kidding me? This man cannot shut the fuck up about anything you really think he wouldn't be like i am the king of the world battling this of course he would fucking say that i don't <laughs> understand true, the logic behind that i know the most um unrealistic thing is not the satanic pedophile uh cabal but just no. the fact that trump would like be really sneaky and like covert and like valiant about yeah, it he's and, incapable like, of that as we know i don't understand it i find um, the whole thing yeah. very funny though it is funny because everyone's like this is so crazy which obviously it is but also it's like things like epstein come out and then like you had the vatican like pedo scandal with the kids and it's like it's yeah. really not that crazy that there would be some fucking shady shit going on with the elites of the society yeah it's more like the other like are they satanic pedophiles <laughs> like it's, well maybe not <laughs> it's like if anything it's um it's so meta. I so it's like a conspiracy <laughs> about a conspiracy because really, like at least from what I've listened to about it, like on different podcasts and stuff, um, it seems as though there are quite a few connections to the people who have been like propagating it and kind of like dispersing it and reinforcing it to the masses that are links to like the Trump administration or campaign. So it's like mm -hmm. the conspiracy is about the conspiracy. Yeah. And that also, yeah. I mean, like with everything with Epstein, like Trump was friends with him. And so that they kind of just flip that narrative upside mm -hmm. down to get that attention away so like i think there is truth in the sense that there is like epstein was just like the beginning or like the tip of the iceberg to right. all the elites and how many powerful people are like a part of these like 
pedophilia. Yeah, another outlandish part of the theory was that it was only Democrats involved when it's like, if anything, it'd be like everyone, right? (laughs) Democrats are evil. I I find it kind of funny, too, how there were those two women or whatever who are Republicans and they essentially were voted into office because they keep spouting QAnon shit. And it's Mm -hmm. like, how are people who are just spreading a literal conspiracy theory, the FBI in the United States has deemed QAnon a terrorist threat. Like how are people who are just spouting information about a conspiracy theory that is a terrorist threat being voted in, you know? Everyone's like, yeah, but I guess I can't really question that. It's America, they voted Trump in, so. Yeah, but I guess like uh, like they're starting from the premise that there's some shady shit going on and I feel like that's going to get people mm-hmm. listening, you know? Like if no one else will, then then it's the same thing as the Trump thing. Like yeah, he was shitty in every way, but he was not shitty in like some very specific ways that no one else was willing to not be shitty in and that was enough for people. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like, like you know the 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 again like with, with there there's been stranger things happened like conspiracies happen like uh, yeah. the American government has been implicated in taking down elected governments in other countries and it's like why wouldn't they do something really fucked up like yeah. within the country again I'm not saying this there have been whistleblowers but, like, I feel like- for them like dealing mass amounts of drugs too to support mm-hmm. shit in like Nicaragua and stuff like it's not it's not unheard of so yeah. I get where people are coming from but it seems like a very pointed time for it to be happening it's it's a conspiracy that has like aligned itself with a bunch of other conspiracies and like mm-hmm. co-opted them so it's like you know it jumped on board with like anti-vaxxers and then also yeah. like it was um maskers the wayfair thing yeah all all that stuff it's kind of like a movement that's like meshed together um within all these other like social and political like ecosystems and i yeah, people yeah. like i think with covid it really um yeah, sped up the process too because like the lack of information and like there weren't any straight answers so people like really lost trust in mm-hmm. um like institutions and so they all kind of then evolved into this yeah, but it's, then it's hilarious how like the media is like oh you believe them over me and it's just like i mean i don't believe either of you <laughs> so yeah. i don't blame people like how many times i i feel like fucking to to use like a trendy word gaslit by the media all the fucking time <laughs> yeah. like like they say one thing and then two months later it says another like reputable sources or i even remember one time like in the new york times it was like talking about how sex is a construct and how actually scientifically there's like multiple sexes <laughs> like and i'm like this is a fucking ideology you're pushing right now like just be fucking honest about it and i was like i'm never gonna fucking believe you again yeah so then when they're trying to be like no this is crazy it's like you've lost credibility like you should have not been a fucking lying piece of shit and then <laughs> yeah, these nuts truly. wouldn't be like rising up it's it's crazy because like uh stuff in the past like with the cia and other like conspiracy theories were actually like i think a lot of it was really credible because there was like investigative journalists like behind it like doing intense research and um they were they're extremely credible but like with QAnon experts yeah with QAnon, there's no vetting and it's this it's way more like cultish right because Mm -hmm. it's like no one um vets information or and it's like a lot of misinformation spreading Mm -hmm. and there isn't any like fact checking and stuff so it's uh, uh, addressing the like more outlandish parts of it like this there's this battle between like good and evil like the pastor in the story said 
he believes his religious community was susceptible to this because religious people are obviously maybe going to be more susceptible to like a, this type of apocalyptic language. Right. So what are you guys' thoughts on that? Because I was kind of thinking like this pastor, if if he does believe in like God and like the devil and heaven and hell, but then he's like, oh, God and the devil are happening. They're having like a battle like in the United States. That's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, how do you kind of, <laughs> how do you... Um, suss that out in your mind i i think a lot of people have like different relationships to god or to their faith and perhaps he's more um comfortable in his like knowing of himself and like his faith in this like um in the sense that maybe a lot of the followers who have found themselves like in the QAnon movement are they're just like trying to find meaning in something because they feel so lost and maybe right. he, like somewhere to place their anger or an explanation for the evils right yeah because like this is really blown up during this like societal crisis and um that's when people are like most vulnerable to all the information coming so maybe he like being a pastor and have like spent like, his whole life devoted to his faith and religion maybe he's more uh I don't do you know what I mean though like he's <laughs> yeah like he's he he recognizes the difference and he, he he's he's correctly diagnosing this as crazy and, and I don't think it's the same to to be clear but I was kind of thinking like I don't know he, his initial surprise maybe um maybe that's why it tempered a bit because he was like well we speak in such like dramatic symbolic language and this is just the logical conclusion for people like you say who are looking for meaning yeah and um i mean answers. the the like knowledge of q's post and everything that's like transpired it is very like it's like a new religion and they they've used they use language like religious language i mean like there's they're talking about like there's going to be like a great awakening mm -hmm. and like there's going to be a day of reckoning where all these democrats and all these former government officials are going to be called out the, like mm -hmm. and arrested the truth is going to be out there um and you have like uh republicans at like trump calling like their opposition like demonic and stuff so there's like it's like seeped in this religious language that speaks to like the fear of people who are like christians mm -hmm. like some people are deeply afraid of like hell and yeah satan <laughs> and they see i feel like a lot of conspiracy theories that are like kind of crazy like this they're right that some nefarious shit is going on they just completely misdirect yeah that's yes. always been that's always been my feeling about the um anti-vax stuff it's like yeah obviously vaccines don't cause autism like i don't obviously believe that um those people are wrong but like i get the anxiety of like mm -hmm. this phenomenon of like mental illness and like autism for example which is virtually doesn't exist in other cultures and basically didn't until a couple decades ago and then but but yeah we've never been a more medicalized society so how do you like so people are trying to like connect the dots like yeah, and so they're they're work. blaming basically the medical system and pharmaceutical companies on this which is almost right but not the way that they're yeah. doing it and but do you know what i mean like the democrats for this one <laughs> well yeah in this case for some reason they're going straight because i guess the democrats don't speak to them as like ev evangelicals but yeah again it's always it's always like there's a kernel somewhere there where they're mm -hmm. but but they just don't they can't articulate it because again the media and mm -hmm. the government are, are shitting the bed they're not they're not giving people answers and again, mm -hmm. the, the lack of authority in people's lives too. Like uh, the other pastor was talking about that too. If you've got someone being like, hey, here's here's why, you know, here's why you feel this way. And then they can come up with something compelling. Like mm -hmm. they already have one up on, on 
a lot of other people yeah this just yeah. Kind of, this also kind of reminds me of just the whole QAnon thing when we had ed the sock on and i watched one of his uh he went down to toronto and went to the anti-mask rally or whatever and it was just like people mentioning that shit and like like so many other things it's just i don't even really know what it's about anymore it's just people's frustration being morphed into this giant weird thing that they can follow so that they have something to do like i don't mm-hmm. under, i don't yeah, understand it. it it it's just like anti establishment and it's like anyone who's attempting to erode our like individual liberties and stuff psychologically it just like makes people feel connected to something important and then also like community appeals to like the ego is having like information that other people don't know about yet so like it it appeals to that idea of you being like unique and special Mm-hmm. yeah um, but it's I also like that playing a role for sure oh it's just like so weird it's like these conspiracy theories you choose to believe and perpetuate these I- ideas and statements about something that hasn't been confirmed to happen that ha- confirmed to have happened about these people that you clearly dislike when it's like why don't you put some time and effort into researching things that these people you dislike actually did wrong and use that instead yeah. like yeah <laughs> it's very odd that would that would be preferred <laughs> um but yeah i mean that's the state of things i i don't know um the last thing i'll say and then i'll let you guys have your final words is like it's so funny thinking about uh the sheer like who is this QAnon? there's a guy out yeah, there who somewhere <laughs> who like started this and who knows it he probably didn't even think that it was gonna all take off like this but i have like seen things on the internet sometimes where i'm just like eh, probably not and then like i remember so long ago on jezebel when i used to read that shit rag um <laughs> it there was like a comment talking about after the vatican pedo scandal talking about how there was like an even bigger scandal like that uh, among hollywood elites and like politicians and like it's going to make the vatican scandal look like nothing but it's like very similar it's got like trafficking and whatever involved Mm -hmm. and i was like yeah whatever you're crazy um but then i mean the epstein thing happened and you know that could have just been a random comment obviously but i don't know who knows maybe they had some insight and even before the the major reddit ban wave that just happened Mm -hmm. on a bunch of subreddits i frequent there was people being like hey i live in san Fran, or i'm like in the tech industry and there's going to be a huge ban wave coming in a couple days so you know archive your shit or whatever and everyone was like whatever you know and it legitimately happened so much shit on reddit was banned and then it fucking happened (laughs) and i was like wow this random like fucking person who i just thought was crazy um was was so who knows how many like I don't know CIA agents or like real people Just are out there like trying Reddit. to give us the truth <laughs> <laughs> but we can't and yeah I'm unfortunate but we can't obviously we're never you're never gonna be able to 99% of the time it's it's just a crazy person but maybe sometimes it's it's really the real deal yeah jeez QAnon kind of like it Queefanon. <laughs> Queefanon. Yeah. How about your logo, my go go? Okay, guys. Oh, we're going to end that, that episode with uh, brands, brands, brands. Brands, brands, brands. <laughs> I told myself I'd like say it three times, but like, brands, yeah, in like a jingle brands. way, and I didn't have it in me. So you told um, yourself you would do that? Yeah, yeah like what? I was going to be like, brands, brands, brands. <laughs> Oh my god! Like I planned it. Like when you were researching this, <laughs> you were like, "That's gonna be the spin." Yes. <laughs> okay. So recently, the Huffington Post wrote an article discussing the most recent 
brands ranking of the top 10 most valuable Canadian brands in 2020. Interesting. Um, so this ranking combines analyzed market data from Bloomberg um, with extensive consumer insights from more than 56,000 Canadian consumers mm. covering 656 brands across many categories. Um, so the top 10 were RBC, TD Bank, Bell, Lululemon, Scotiabank, TELUS, Tim Hortons, Rogers, BMO, CIBC. So all banks. Basically, <laughs> they're all it, it's clear that Canada is like a nation of banks and phone companies. They're all banks and phone companies <laughs> oh except God. for Lululemon and Tim Hortons. That's so funny. I always forget Lululemon. Isn't Tim Hortons Canadian. owned by a US person? <laughs> I actually don't know that. I thought it was I feel sold. like we should know that. Yeah, it's a, but they're, you know, they're Canadian yeah, in like a they're cultural iconically Canadian. <laughs> this was the Huffington Post. They pointed out that um Canada's like 40 most valuable brands um, derived only 28% of their value in international markets compared to 62% for UK companies. I guess basically what they were trying to say was that like our, a lot of Canadian brands are just like not recognizable on the world stage, whereas we could recognize like so many brands from the UK or uh, like China. Yeah, I'm trying US. to think. Well, like Roots, I would have expected Roots to be on that. Yeah, I think so. Lululemon is an exception because they've generated like eighty-six percent of their value from overseas exposure. Um, mm. But many brand brands struggle beyond our border because of the lack of a strong perception of difference among consumers, and we're just not really great at competing in global markets. I guess. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, like for example, we don't. We haven't had like a significant tech brand since BlackBerry, which I didn't know BlackBerry oh was God, Canadian. Oh my God, I totally forgot about BlackBerry. And Out of Waterloo. Like, yeah. yeah, and then they, they just Canadian. like ate shit that one day when they had some technical problems and then Apple just fucking creamed them. Yeah, yeah. Dunzo. And then we have like for our f like prepackaged food brands, those don't have a large imprint uh, outside Maple of Canada. Syrup. And then we don't have an automate automotive brand like Hyundai, Toyota, Tesla. Yeah, um, true anyway it was like we're very just living off the land up here man we don't need to brand <laughs> our shit man <laughs> so why do you think that is so obviously okay competition but like uh everyone's competing like the u.s has more people so i guess domestically they have like a a, a, a like a boost or mm -hmm. a one-up but then like the uk I, w I was thinking too it might just be because the majority of Canada's population is on the southern southern border with the United States right so if you're in Ontario you think of a, a sweet idea or whatever you make this company you have this brand it would be more valuable for you to ship south to make those brand attachments to the United States in a different state than say ship over to BC right like so I yeah. feel like we're making more connections with the US because we're closer to them rather than across the country because you're just going to be exposing that brand to less people than you would with less mile mileage downwards right but they're, but they're not because isn't it saying that like the US it doesn't like most of our brands kind of stay only recognized within Canada yeah and then outside of Canada like people don't even really turn their head Mm -hmm. basically yes and i mean like our most recognizable uh our valuable brands are like our banks here which is funny because that's so weird to me i don't even really consider banks as being brands in I quotes think they do feel very prominent to me like when i picture a logo i can picture a bank logo pretty 
sharply yeah that's true canada has a highly regulated environment with banks um and there's only like a small group of banks who are like have a strong presence nationally in canada whereas like apparently the u.s has a lot of small regional banks which like blows my mind to think oh of yeah yeah Um, that's true I was reading an article about Canadian like apparel manufacturing and it obviously dwindled with like cheap like overseas labor and like global supply chains and no one's really like a skilled worker anymore in Canada. Mm -hmm. So it's like a mixture of that plus I just think that people's perception of Canada I don't know how it could like it's mainly always been perceived as like a great place to like visit or study but it's not really like a business yeah we're not like an economic powerhouse yeah yeah i was i was also gonna mention do you guys remember that that time when lululemon out in bc wanted to stop the traffic on that one bridge and lions whatever bridge and do like a morning yoga like thing and everyone was like what the fuck like our entire city depends on transport between this bridge like get the fuck out of the way you yoga fucks that's so lululemon that's really funny it's like what are you trying to do man that's so embarrassing um yeah like i mean lululemon i don't think i own anything from them that i i definitely have never purchased anything there on purpose but I just remember when they first started getting big and people were always like oh my god they're yoga pants like they're so comfortable and they last so long I'm like it's yoga pants like I have my yoga pants from stitches still to this day what are you doing in your yoga pants that you need them to be but you're not really high quality you're not really a yoga pants kind of gals on you wear them for exercising (laughs) and exercising only whereas I wear them every single day as pants Uh, so I can say they are they are amazing (laughs) I got a pair when I worked at the thrift store and they are the best. They are I've never like, had one but they're designed for every possible like situation. Yeah, their sports like, bras high are kick, top you've got fucking your... tier. Their sports bras are legit. And like vaginal like airways stank. and stuff. Vaginal stank. <laughs> Wait, what? Like it's there's a, there's a what do you call it respiratory? I don't know, it's just respiratory like respiratory No, it's true. I have you know the um Fabletics uh the kate hudson yeah yeah. i bought a pair of leggings or two pairs of leggings off there like last year or something but i put them on and then wore them around one day and then like sat down and it was like just like <laughs> i was like holy shit these make my vagina stink <laughs> like i will never buy these leggings again what what material was it i not don't know it must be some I polyester suppose. mix yeah but i was like holy shit i did not expect oh this God. i was like I was like, I know how my vagina smells too, and this ain't it. Like, what is it doing to my vagina? Yeah, I remember so trying to get some underwear from Victoria's Secret like a really long time ago, and <laughs> I was like, Do you guys just have like, you know how they have all those like embarrassing fucking? They all say like cutie with yeah. like a lipstick or they're like on the, on the print ass. with hot pink lace. Yeah, yeah, and like, it's like all yours and cursive or whatever. And yeah. I'm like, do you guys have just like some like really some plain, plain cotton boys. stuff? <laughs> and also like when it's made of that like rubbery polyester, that's not good. You shouldn't wear underwear like that because it doesn't let. Yeah, you can't breathe. Ev- yeah, it's not good for you your can't natural breathe. flora. My pussy can't flora. take a breath. My pussy the flora can't is, take but a is so important. <laughs> um, but like I was asking PH. the lady who worked there and she was like, well, these have cotton over they have like a strip of cotton over the polyester fabric in that area. I'm like, you don't understand the purpose no, of the cotton. You can't help. just stick a piece of cotton on there <laughs> and then it becomes like breathable. Like you, you people are insane. Um, okay. Well, 
Um, listen up. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> We've got an absolute unit for you all today. Oh, oh, also in the BC area, a lot of units. A lot of fucking BC. whack jobs over there. Eh? <laughs> a woman attempting to elaborately dine and dash from a Burnaby restaurant found herself in an embarrassing situation. <laughs> she was attempting to leave without paying her bill by crawling into the ceiling vent in the women's bathroom. <laughs> Police said the manager of the restaurant called them, and when they arrived, they went to the kitchen because they could hear her crawling above and through the tiles. <laughs> She didn't make it very far and fell right through the ceiling, right into the path of the officer who then arrested her. There is video footage of this online. It is kind of funny. It is kind of funny. And the the biggest thing that I'm not really getting with this is like you would literally have a higher chance of not being arrested if you just casually walked out of the restaurant like why (laughs) clamber up in a bathroom of all places into a fucking vent like who do you think you are like mission impossible you think you're like i was gonna say Catherine zeta jones come on i I always it's fun you know how like almost every movie has that trope where they like crawl through the vents and it's like fuck you that's not (laughs) that's not like a thing places but apparently she almost pulled it off so good on her um also happy ending police said the women did not require any medical attention and the restaurant didn't press criminal charges after taking into account her life circumstances and struggles so look at that it's also like kind of weird though like did she case the place out beforehand did she go there and have dinner another time and pay and just like look around for where the vents were or was this a spur of the moment thing did she plan this was she like okay i'm gonna go to this place because i know there's a vent in the bathroom like i i just want to understand her thought process i hope she ordered a lot and like got her foods worth yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. i think it was just, a like, moment of a- sheer panic and <laughs> quick decisions i like how the video has like a slow-mo version of it like yeah, it plays like, and then they pl- replay it again slow-mo and i'm like yeah. okay yeah it's so weird <laughs> so yeah oh what a gal what an absolute unit so congratulations gal congratulations you are the unit of the week and if you're listening to um, this i can send you out a gift card if you want some food just yeah, let me know totally contact us we are vigilantes for (laughs) community service just go to Maple Ridge and then they'll try to kick you out but while they kick you out they'll set you up so it's fine it's just a little shortcut to getting some help there there you go problem solved (laughs) <laughs> um, also, shout out to um, Oliver Koshlov, who submitted a patriotic moment. Wait, I don't know about this. Jenna, you are yes, literally you the do. one who <laughs> sent it to us. How do you not know this? Who? <laughs> are you are you, tr- are you truly blanking on this or are you joking? <laughs> um, Is this a bit? Oh my God. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Shout out to people yeah shout out to quote oliver yeah oliver. thank you oliver. Hopefully, Thomas. We're pro- hopefully we're pronouncing your name right <laughs> and um thank you for the terrible borat impression but yeah. uh yeah, truly truly bad work. oliver's been listening to our podcast to learn english so he can woo the sexy women here let me yeah, let he's... me read this to you i am not from canada you might have that from my father name I was born from a small town in Russia close to Finnish border. I talk fluent Finnish, Russian, English, and Creole, and I plan to talk Portuguese after study for longer. I find the women there most beautiful and hope to soon speak to them in their tongue. My patriotic moment to share. First, I should say I, I am a fan of your podcast. It helps me learn English and to know the thoughts of women of Canada so I can talk with them and they to like me more. I take your words and use them on dates with Canada women. 
It works. Just from your talking alone, I have made sleeping with 16 women, all while COVID. Imagine no COVID? I could have made sleeping with more than 40, I estimate, because of you. That is Canada. I love it. Thank you, Terry Foxy Lady. Singular. So much. So much help. <laughs> so much gratitude. I know Canada now because you. You teach me Canada. I tell Canada women. I become Canada. Like the TV commercial. I am Canada. Good beer, too. And then just doesn't say goodbye or regards or anything. Just Oliver Klosh. Oliver, <laughs> however the fuck he his last name. <laughs> he yeah. really... Um, the only believable part of that is that he um, is sleeping with a lot of women during COVID. <laughs> And I had to check that the Russian, that Russia borders Finland and it does. So thank you for teaching me a little bit about geography today, Oliver. But yeah, we're, we were, we're, our money's on Thomas for this one, which yeah, thank Thomas, you for submitting a, a, a patriotic moment, Thomas. We're looking for more, everyone. So yeah. please submit your patriotic moments. Or absolute unit submissions. Like us, follow us, share us, give us money, Leave give us time, give us six. Leave us reviews. <laughs> Don't give us six. Um, yeah, uh, at Terry Foxy, no, what am I saying? <laughs> at Terry Foxy Ladies, at Terry Foxy Ladies on every sharing platform and terryfoxypodcast.com. Be safe, hide your children from the satanic cults, wear a mask yeah. out there. Even Believe if the first conspiracy theory you come across, mm-hmm. you'll be in a better case. All right, love you guys. Go to church. Love you. Love you.